0: What is happening in Ukraine is nothing short of surreal. This is a special edition of the Yakov M. Show on the VIN News Podcast Network. We've got a full analysis of the war in Ukraine. The invasion was surreal and the resistance by the Ukrainians, by President Zelensky, not just Ukrainian troops, but your average citizens who have taken up arms. That is even more stunning. We are literally seeing this entire war play out on social media, which has never really happened before. And all the reports indicate that the Russians are being decimated. The Russians. Putin severely, severely underestimated the Ukrainian resistance. Now, we cannot get overconfident. The Russians, they've got a lot of firepower and they do not want to lose. But the Ukrainians, I mean, are putting up a phenomenal resistance. The Deputy Defense Minister of Ukraine, Hannah Malyar, she says that there may be as many as 4,300 Russian troops who have been killed already in four days of fighting. They're estimating, and she says it's unconfirmed, but the number's got to be in the thousands. They're estimating, and you got to take it with a grain of salt. The Ukrainians are going to overplay, and their reports are going to be exaggerated, and the Russians, of course, are going to exaggerate on the other side. I trust the Ukrainians slightly more than the Russians, but that's how the game works. But... She's saying 4,300 Russian troops may have been killed, Uh, 146 Russian tanks have been destroyed, 27 aircraft have been destroyed, Russian aircraft, 26 helicopters. So, I mean, those are crushing blows. Now, the Russians, they are fully loaded. They've got a lot more artillery than that. But nobody expected this. We will do a full analysis coming up. However, first, I need to say this about President Biden. Biden has been a colossal failure in terms of well every in everything he has done except for killing that terrorist and, and 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 this war is no exception and no surprise he's been a colossal disappointment a monumental failure Biden allowed this to happen in the first place we we all saw it playing out all these weeks nobody has is the least bit surprised and Biden is still doing pitifully little to hurt Putin even at this point. They're doing the sanctions now. They've taken him off of the Swift banking system. We'll explain, but Biden admitted, he admitted after the war started, he said, "Well, nobody expected the sanctions to actually work." This is what Biden said, and I take it at face value as I'll explain why. Biden said, "Nobody expected the sanctions to prevent the the war, to prevent an invasion." Those were his exact words. Well, then I asked Biden and he did he did pitifully few sanctions. In, to begin with, but he said nobody expected them to work. Well, then why'd you do it? Why did you do it? Why would you sanction Putin and say they're not going to work? They're not going to prevent innovation? That's the whole point of the sanctions. No, because it's all political. We go through the motions. Putin's going to do what he's going to do. Wink, wink. We're afraid of Putin. We're tiptoeing around him. I'm going to explain why. So we didn't explain Now Biden, he's been telling the truth lately. He's been slipping. Oh, if it's a minor incursion, we're not going to respond. Well, that that was the truth because Biden, he's not – he's never been great at hiding the truth. He's always slipped. Look at the history, his track record. But now more than ever, I don't think he's savvy enough. I just don't think he has the mental capacity to know what he's supposed to hide and what he's not. And nobody expected the sanctions. Biden there is speaking – I agree with him on that. Now, Biden – what's amazing is that – you know he literally he's now sending he's now sending weapons to Ukraine. You know what he said? He said we need to show resolve. No, you don't need to show This is what Biden said. He said we're with we're behind the Ukrainians and we have to show resolve. And he says we'll know in a month if what we're doing is working. We'll know in a month. You know what's going to happen in a month? But 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 show resolve. You don't need to show resolve. You need to send weapons. You need to show weapons. You need to show you need to we should have loaded up Ukraine with with a massive amount of artillery and firepower. This is our chance to fight a proxy war with Putin. We don't have to get our hands dirty. We don't have to send in troops. We cannot have a confrontation with Putin. But he invades, so he's the aggressor. We load up Ukraine. That's what Trump did. Trump started to do that, and he, he would have done it so much more if he had seen the buildup that Biden saw. So that's and you need to stop buying oil from Putin. We're making Putin a rich man. Those are the facts. And um, that's not me. That's Lindsey Graham talking by the way. And Lindsey Graham is not some kind of like radical conservative lunatic. He's pretty moderate. They did not push Putin off the Swift banking system. I'm going to explain. Well, the Swift banking system is essentially they're starting to do that now. They they're, the Russian Central Bank, they are finally it took NATO. They had so much arm twisting to do because they're so terrified because they need Russia so badly. They need Russian oil so badly. It's it's so frightening how like As I'm going to explain how dependent the West is on Russia. Russia strategically made that happen. Trump tried to stop it. So they're afraid, but they're doing it now. They're knocking him. The Swift banking system is like Venmo, basically. If you know what Venmo is for, for oil transactions, not just oil transactions, foreign transactions. Basically, if anybody buys anything from Russia, right? If there are large purchases that are made from Russia, you obviously have to deposit the the money into a Russian bank. So how do you verify? What, you know, what's the, the safety system, the security system to basically, how do the, how does the Russian bank know what which deposits and withdrawals a transaction right it's like zelling money when they they do like Venmo you know with Russian banks so they do it through the Swift banking system so if you cut Russia off the Swift banking system that means millions and millions of dollars they estimate it'll take a huge hit the Russian economy because that means that Russia essentially it makes it almost impossible for them to get deposits of foreign money people cannot buy things from Russia so that that's obviously a very huge deal they refused to do that until now the biggest development in all of this is is not Putin trying to take over Ukraine. It's the, and it's not even the fact that he may fail and may be humiliated, but it's the fact that the world has thrown Ukraine under the bus. And what message does this send now to all of our other allies? It says, you, you better arm up. You better weapon up because the United States is not going to protect you. We sent the same message in Afghanistan. We, we, we are not, you cannot rely on the United States. Again, it doesn't mean sending in troops, but there are so many different ways to skin this cat and now that now that Zelensky resisted and they're shocked he resisted. They thought that he'd escape the country like all these other world leaders do. Now Biden has no choice as I'm go, as I'm going to explain here but they—they they literally, Ukraine was forced to disarm. Remember that years ago, decades ago, Ukraine after the fall of the Soviet Union, they forced Ukraine to give up its nuclear weapons. If you're a country right now, any country around the world, do you say to yourself, if, if Ukraine had nuclear weapons, do you think Putin would be invading right now? Oh, he would certainly think twice. So what do you say to yourself? You know, what's with the nuclear disarmament? Don't you know? Don't get me wrong. I don't want nuclear weapons to fall into the wrong hands. But what happens? It's like the gun control laws. It's like Pakistan right now has tons of nuclear weapons. The Iranians are really close to nuclear weapons. North Korea has North weapons, so, has nuclear weapons. So when you disarm, you know when you denuclearize these countries, the good guys end up without the nuclear weapons. And North Korea and Pakistan and Russia, they all have nuclear weapons. It doesn't make any sense. So, of course, these the, these other countries should have nukes because it's pretty much the only way to protect from the bad guys who are going to get the nukes one way or the other. So, it, 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 And the fact – make no mistake. The fact that – well, Ukraine is resisting, right? So they didn't need Biden. No, do not – this is not over yet. This is not even close to over. And uh, hopefully Ukraine pulls it out. But the fact that the Ukrainians are, are doing – are so successful at their resistance – That makes it even more outrageous, more egregious that Biden didn't do more. Because if Biden had done more, look at what they're doing without Biden's help. And like I said, Biden actually, they told Zelensky to escape. Do you believe the Biden administration called Zelensky after when they heard that the Russians are coming to Kiev? They said to Zelensky, get out now. We have a way. We have an an exit strategy for you. And Zelensky said, no. He said, I don't need a ride. I need weapons. I don't need a ride from you guys. And he said, I'm not leaving. The captain's not going to abandon ship. So Biden, they told him, do you believe this? That Biden literally told him, hey, get out of there now. Imagine what that would have done for the morale of the Ukrainians. That's exactly what happened in Afghanistan when the Taliban took over Kabul. So now Zelensky on his own, they're handing out, it's surreal. They're handing out weapons. They're handing out rifles to citizens. These people are so patriotic. They are so brave. They're literally going up against Russians. You have literally Ukrainian civilians with a gun going and standing in the way of Russian tanks. I mean, can you imagine such a thing? So Zelensky, all on his own, with zero help, essentially, from uh NATO and from Biden says, you know what, we're gonna fight this thing to, to the finish. And now suddenly they're jumping on his bandwagon and Germany and the US and NATO are helping after the fact, after they threw him under the bus because he's so popular he's like the most popular man on the planet right now. And suddenly you have all these politicians Oh, that Zelensky, he's so brave. You know, look look at him. He you know, he's such a hero. He's so heroic. Like they're suddenly praising him. Well where were you a week ago? Where were you two weeks ago? He was begging. He was begging Biden begging NATO why are you people not helping why are you leaving us all alone and I didn't hear Mitt Romney now suddenly praising uh, Zelensky about how heroic he is I didn't hear Romney saying hey you know what this guy's a hero why don't we help him out before the fact now I love how they jump on the bandwagon if Zelensky had fled they would have said out of that Zelensky He's, he's a coward and we've been saying this for months that Biden was doing way too little Biden's terrified why did Biden not sanction Putin number one you know he's he he tiptoes. He's afraid. He's who knows what kind of dirt that the, the Russians have on Hunter Biden. That's not a joke, by the way. Russian oligarchs very likely have a lot of dirt on Hunter Biden and on the Biden family, and even possibly Joe Biden, because we know how corrupt his family is, and and he perhaps is. But it, it's also been about inflation, and this is the part that's so disgraceful: is they didn't want to mess with oil prices. If they sanctioned Putin, then oil prices. Will likely surge. There are ways to, to 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 deal with that, as I'm going to explain. There are ways to prevent that. But so Biden, it's so disgraceful. All these possible ways to, to 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 punish Putin, but he literally was afraid of hurting the economy. Inflation's already out of control. Biden's approval ratings are way down. So they sanctioned Putin. Gas prices go even higher. People pay more at the pump, and they they were afraid of that repercussion. So they literally threw the world under the bus, Biden literally to pander to, to the leftist base and to protect his own reputation, he allowed the rise of a new Soviet dictator who's trying to take control of Europe. I th- think about that for a moment. Now, Putin, by the way, is, you know, he sits, still sits Russia on the UN Security Council. Putin has veto power. I mean, it's laughable. It's literally comical. And here's the story. Putin relies on Europe and on the U.S. buying his oil and natural gas—that is his lifeblood. I mean, without without us buying his oil, Putin and Russia crumble. Think about that. J- John McCain actually said, John McCain, as as a half a joke, he said that Russia is not a country. Russia is a gas station that poses as a country. So all we need to do is very simple: you cut off. You say we're not buying any more oil or gas from Putin, and you get NATO uh, uh, as well. Then you ramp up. Well, what do you do? Who's going to provide? You know, who's going to supply our oil? It's very simple. Lindsey Graham said it, ramp up our own oil production. The United States has reserves everywhere, many of which Biden has shut down, put the Keystone Pipeline in place, open up the oil reserves that Biden shut down to pander to his leftist environmentalist base, you know, the radical left, and sell the sell the oil to Europe and use it to supply the U.S. And suddenly, magic, we don't need Putin anymore. But why did Biden not do that? Because it hurts the climate, because he would get such fierce backlash from the radical left, from his base, because how can you produce oil and natural gas that hurts the climate. So think about methane emissions, right? carbon emissions. So think about that. So what do they do? They have Russia. They have Russia supplying the oil. Now, when when Russia drills for oil, does that hurt hurt the environment? Of course. It's not it's not only the United States that hurts the environment if they drill for oil, if you even believe that narrative. Russia does the same thing, right? In fact, Russia does it much worse because Russia doesn't have all the regulations in place that the U.S. has. So Russia, China, when we buy their oil, it's actually much worse for the environment. So, uh, so it's total hypocrisy. It's total hypocrisy that we buy oil from them, but we can't produce it ourselves. Biden shut down so many oil reserves. So There was so much drilling. The United States was the number one world supplier of oil under Trump, and Biden literally shut that down. And we are no longer number one. That's a fact. But, but but So we buy it from Putin. So you can't sanction Putin. Uh, and So the, the, that's literally what has gone on here. That is why the, the, we are in this position right now. So now they suddenly see – so Zelensky, they figured, all right, listen, Putin will take Ukraine. He'll take over part of Ukraine. There'll be some ceasefire, or whatever, and then we'll just have to move on. Well, now the problem is for Biden, and by the way, Biden in a certain sense is thrilled about all of this. I'm not saying he's thrilled, but he is because this is one giant distraction from what's been an abysmal failure of a presidency for Biden. But now they see Zelensky is fighting. Zelensky is resisting. Zelensky is winning. Zelensky is taking selfie videos of himself like in front of you know, the, his, uh, his headquarters and telling people, listen, I'm in the streets. I'm fighting like, like, like the rest of you. And suddenly, I mean, he's like Mr. Popularity. So Biden has no choice but to help Zelensky because you look completely silly right now if you don't help Zelensky. Uh, Meanwhile, Elon Musk, do you know Elon Musk has done more for Ukraine than Joe Biden? Elon Musk has activated in a matter of, of hours, he activated a satellite Internet service that he controls, the Starlink satellite Internet service, so that Ukrainians can now access the Internet. The Russians cut off a lot of internet access and a lot of communications for the ukrainians which of course could be devastating they don't have access to media they can't communicate with each other different parts of the country they need it badly so they reached out to elon musk ukraine and they said can you give us satellite internet which is something elon musk has been working on the starlink internet service and 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 elon musk said absolutely here you go and he's provided internet service in a lot of hard to reach places in ukraine that's not cheap that's very expensive Musk did it overnight. Talk about private industry versus the government. Ukraine literally put out a tweet. This is surreal. Ukraine put out a tweet to Musk. There's a tweet. It's on Twitter. It says, can you activate Starlink for us? And Elon Musk responded, sure thing. And he made it happen in like a day or two. There was no red tape. There were no weeks of delays. There were no discussions and negotiations, deliberations, you know, no press conferences. It happened within a day. Musk tweets about it. Elon Musk should be the man in charge of supplying Ukraine with weapons and of fighting against Putin and Russia, and we'd be a lot more successful. And by the way, Biden, you know, he's done everything as scripted. We knew exactly that this would happen. Putin knew that this would happen, which is why Putin chose to invade. Despite all of Biden's best efforts, uh, the Russians are still failing. But that's because we're going to explain their failure in strategy and because of the Ukrainians and Zelensky. But it's no credit to Biden whatsoever. Now, here's my analysis of the actual facts on the ground. And there are really four crucial mistakes here that Vladimir Putin made. I've been studying this very carefully. Once again, the experts got it all wrong. The Pentagon has gotten this all wrong. They like do models about this all day long, the Pentagon, and yet they get it wrong. I mean, go explain that. I mean, they thought that Ukraine would be decimated in a matter of days. Everybody thought that. But the Pentagon's supposed to know better. Now, part of it is probably Zelensky. He's probably very shrewd and he did a very good job of fooling everyone into thinking that he had no chance. You know, he made it seem like he had no chance and probably he had a, they were strategizing, they you know, they had their weapons in place, they probably were planning out a lot of different contingencies, but they lured Putin into a false sense of confidence and the Pentagon got fooled as well. Now P- Putin made four crucial mistakes. Let me go through them here. Number 1, terrible military strategy. He spread his troops out way too thin. Number 2, Putin completely underestimated the Ukrainian resistance. He actually thought as as some people have explained to me as well, he thought that the Ukrainians would like embrace him. Putin's like delusional. He thought the Ukrainians would say, oh, the Russians are coming to save us from the evil President Zelensky. And, you know, somebody compared it to Iraq, where the United States went into Iraq and thought, well, the Iraqi people, they're not going to like Saddam Hussein. They're certainly going to uh, embrace us. And, And boy, were they wrong. So, you know, and there are differences there, obviously, but that's kind of the analogy. Number three the air game. Ukraine has been taking out aircraft, Russian aircraft with missiles, the Ukra- Ukrainian jets. The Russians thought they would have control over airspace. It's very crucial strategically when ground troops are moving in to have airspace to you know to have your aircraft be able to go in, you know, for reconnaissance and protection and 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 Ukraine has really hurt Russia's air game and prevented the Russians from taking control of the airspace. Big disadvantage for the Russians number 4 the Russians completely botched their supply chain in terms of refueling and providing food and water. Soldiers need water. Soldiers can't fight without water, they can't travel without without fuel, and uh many Russian troops have run out of water and fuel and are not getting support. And the Ukrainians have done what they could to prevent the supply chain. They knew that that was a Russian weakness. So let's dive into some of these things. The Russian troops have wet have met way more resistance than anybody Imagine the Ukrainians have been way, way outnumbered, far outnumbered by Russian troops. Russians have like 10 times the amount of artillery, aircraft, tanks that the Ukrainians have. But the Ukrainians, they have a lot of heart and they're patriots and they want to win. And, and probably they have much more of a, of, of a will and a desire to win than the Russians. A lot of these Russian troops are probably thinking, well, why are we here? Probably they were not rallied. Some of them, I'm sure, are nationalists. Some of them believe in Putin and Putin says jump. They say how high. But the Ukrainians, they're defending Their lives, they're defending their territory. They have a lot more skin in the game than the Russians. The Russians thought that they would just kind of roll over and run away uh, and and give credit to Zelensky. He's doing what George Washington did. He's rallying his troops. He's like basically he's stirring up this enormous sense of, of patriotism and this desire to win and basically encouraging, urging people to die for their country. Now, the Russian supply chain, troops are not able to get basic supplies. The Ukrainians have been cutting off the supply chain as well. In terms of the aircraft, you have these missiles that the Ukrainians are using. These anti-aircraft missiles. Aircraft are being shot out of the sky. There's even videos of that. Uh, so they cannot gain dominance over airspace. You need dominance over airspace. You need to be able, you know, to in terms of supporting the ground troops. It's crucial to have dominance over airspace for many, many reasons. Obviously. By the way, you know, one Pentagon expert pointed out. He said that. Putin, if he if he were strategically smart, he would have knocked out. He would have taken out the first thing he would have done is taken out the entire Ukrainian Air Force. That's not too difficult to do. I'm not saying it's the easiest thing in the world. But obviously that's what happened in the six day war. That's what the United States has done with you know, with Iraq and uh, you know, the other times they've invaded countries. You the first thing you do is you take out um, the Air Force and, and and the Russians did not do that, so that was a huge that was a huge blunder. And uh, the Russians are notorious for having issues with their supply chain. So literally, as I said, the Ukrainians have gone; they've cut off uh, supplies, they've cut off the support. You got Ukrainians blowing up Russian tanks left and right. You got you, you you've got Ukrainian civilians taking up arms. That was another masterful thing that uh, Zelensky did. Is you know he said here we're handing out rifles. Just go and shoot Russian troops and you literally have Russian troops being being shot in the street as they march through these like civilian areas. We're talking about some of the the Russians invaded cities. So like Kiev, it's like it's like invading like Chicago. It's like invading, you know, Houston, Texas. I mean, uh, these are large cities. So it's like walking through these cities and you just have these civilians basically ambushing you. So the, the Russians have not gained control. They have control of certain like small areas. Uh, and there's gonna supposedly there are gonna be talks. Maybe the Russians, you know, will will, will wanna annex certain areas and cut some kind of deal. But um but 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 the Russians have not gained control of a single population center, of a single large city. And the reason is there's one major blunder that Putin did over here, and that is that he attacked from four different directions. Putin attacked from all over. And the thinking seems to have been we want to make this happen fast. We don't want this to drag out. So we want to take the entire country. You know, we just want to basically take control of every region at once. The problem is you know, th- th- that was a major, major blunder by Putin because because of the resistance, he did not send enough artillery, tanks and troops in any one spot. To take control. The, the Ukrainians have been able to resist what you want to do. And yes, it's going to drag out for longer, but it's a, it, but it's a much more secure way to attack. And this is, you know, there they they were Pentagon experts who were saying this, generals, you know, what you do is you concentrate on one area or on two areas at a time. You concentrate like as much artillery as possible. You, you make sure to secure one area and you take it slower and you be more patient and you make sure you just completely route that spot. I mean, you just completely, completely level that area. I'm not, I'm I'm happy that Putin did not, obviously, but he spread himself way too thin and his strategy here is extremely questionable. And part of that is what, is what happens when you, um, you know, when you surround yourself with yes-men is, you know, Putin, like many tyrants, many evil dictators, he's got people surrounding him telling him, oh, yeah, no, no problem. You know, we can do this. Yeah, we have the supply chain. You know, he wants to hear that because he wants to to attack and win. He wants to invade. He doesn't want to hear, well, listen, here are the weaknesses. Here are the problems with the strategy. We're, it's going to take us weeks and not days because we should do this one spot at a time. So that's pro- part of the issue over here with yes-men and Putin clearly underestimated Zelensky. They I'm sure they thought that Zelensky would be a coward and would immediately flee and that uh, that would crush the morale of the ukrainians by the way back in russia people are angry at putin and there's a growing anger this could end up being a huge embarrassment for putin i mean a world superpower who cannot who invades a country the size of texas with way more artillery, way more troops, and uh, yet can, and, and loses. If he ends up losing, and look, there's still a long way to go. He could, you know, he could reset, he could try other strategies. I mean, they, they could bring in a lot more artillery. So he's not going to go down easily. I'm not suggesting that. But I mean, this could be a disaster. This could be a, a colossal embarrassment, a humiliation for Putin. I mean, and Russians can't control the media. Russians used to be able to control the media nowadays with smartphones and with social media, people know what's going on. So the Russians can't come back and say, oh, yeah, we're doing great. We're winning. We're crushing because people, many citizens in Russia know the truth. And I was told an interesting thing by somebody. I have not confirmed this, but um, what happens is the Russians are not in the country right now. So they're not actually seeing things firsthand. Usually, you know, the, 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 the people, the citizens that are witnessing the blood, the bloodshed, you know, that causes a lot. A, a loss of morale, but you know hearing about it from a from a distance not quite the same thing, so usually uh the country back at home when they'll really start to get upset is when they see the body bags coming home if If there really are hundreds of thousands of Russian soldiers who are being killed, the body bags will start collecting back at home. The problem is Again, according to the report I was told is that Putin actually has cremation trucks. They actually have trucks that they sent into ukraine they 're cremating soldiers on the spot when they're killed, so they don't actually have to bring back bring them home in body bags, which actually it's quite fascinating it's also very very uh you know very morbid and very disturbing but it's a fascinating tactic, so you know we're going to have to wait and see. How this all plays out, but if Putin loses, this could be the end of his leadership. I mean, they literally—he could be overthrown. I know that sounds extreme, but you know, it's not—it's not totally out of the question. Russian, the Russian leadership—you know, Russians are not happy right now, Uh, and a dictator—you know—he needs the support of the people, at least the people around him. Usually, Uh, one other point here I want to make is that Biden has shown our allies. I said this before: you cannot count on us to protect you. He showed that. To the Afghanis, and now he has shown that once again, and they're going to lose it. They're going to lose the support of of these foreign countries, and and you cannot make it up. The media is blaming Vladimir Putin for inflation. They're blaming. They're saying, "Oh, inflation." Well, that's because Putin invaded Ukraine. Where have you been for the last year? Uh, CBS. This is a CBS News tweet. "Quote: The U.S. economy has been hit with increased gas prices, inflation, and supply chain issues." Due to the Ukraine crisis, the Ukraine crisis. I mean, those issues have been going on. Like, they're actually going to use this to try to protect Biden's abysmal record and John Kerry. I mean, this, this one just takes the cake. John Kerry, um, said he's worried. The architect, by the way, of the JCPOA, of the uh, Iran bogus Obama nuclear deal. John Kerry said that he's worried that the, the Putin invasion is going to distract from the world's biggest crisis, which is climate change. You you cannot make this stuff up. This is what John Kerry said right before the invasion. He said, oh, no, this is terrible. Putin is invading Ukraine. This is a nightmare. Well, why is it a nightmare? Is it the loss of life? Is it the the spread of communism? No. What if people forget about global warming? I mean, what if people forget about climate change? This is going to be a, a big distraction. I mean, what a disturbed, delusional individual John Kerry is. That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.